0: All right, we're actually back. We thought it was recording for three minutes, but it wasn't.
1: Yeah, my bad.
0: Don't we- do the don't do this bit again. <laughs> he did. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, here we go.
1: I ate. Uh, I had some tofurkey, tofurkey, mac and cheese. It's pretty right. good. I'm thankful. You're a, you're a son of a bitch. It is what it is. <coughs> and what it is is we're reviewing Blade of the Immortal today. Yep, here we are.
0: Blade uh, of the Immortal
1: um, would have been old school anime if it wasn't. Live
0: action. Yeah, true. Um, we'll, we'll get to that, though. I think we're both in agreement that there were things we really thought were good about the movie and things we really did not think were good about the movie.
1: Yeah, we'll get there. Um, we got
0: time. What else did you watch?
1: Uh, been watching a lot of YouTube videos still playing Yakuza. And then we went to go see Mulholland Drive. We did at go PFS see Drive. With the most annoying crowd I have encountered in a very long time. The crowd was fucked up, bro. It was strange. Why are they laughing like we were watching step brothers?
0: Dude, it was really weird. It made me feel stupid because I was like like a lot of people were <laughs> laughing at parts and I was like we were not laughing. I, was, I like, was
1: laughing at a couple parts cuz there is uncomfortable humor in the movie, you I know? Guess, it's but it's, but it's like, not
0: like people were cackling at shit that wasn't funny at all, bro.
1: Yeah, it's like fucking uh David Lynchisms where it's like I don't know, people think they understand what the movie is even though like I feel like most people are in agreement that it's just nonsense that you either like or you dislike. Do you like it? I like Mulholland Drive. I think it is. it feels very long, especially when the movie switches up at the halfway point. Yeah. And I haven't seen it since I was like 16. So 14 years later, watching it again, I'm like, oh, yeah,
0: this is why I haven't watched it in over a decade. So I have only seen two David Lynch movies before this. One of them I I really liked, which was Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet is maybe his best movie. And another one I really fucking despised, which was Eraserhead. And Un- that's what I'm talking about—a movie about nonsense where nothing matters. So so I watch so I went into this I, l- I watched it as I was watching it in the theater. I was, like, kind of going back and forth. I was, like, really confused the whole time, which I understand you're you're kind of going to be, especially your first time seeing it. And I was, like, I didn't really like it when we left the theater. I was, like, that. I turned to you and Brezza, and I was, like, yo, this is, this is, like, the Big Lebowski, but not funny. It It is, though. That's, like, literally what it is. It was the Big Lebowski, but unfunny. Not even, like, not funny, like, unfunny. And... The Big Lebowski without the rug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the dude. And, yeah, and I was like, but I got home and I couldn't stop thinking about that. Like, it was weird because there was parts where I was like, "Dude, this sucks, man," and then parts where I was like, "You know what? Maybe it's get, maybe it's starting to get good now." And like, whatever. What was the parts that you liked? I liked all the filmmaker bits. Yeah, I like that those amounted
1: parts. to kind of nothing.
0: But I, I well, yeah. I don't know, I can't even put my hand on it cuz or my finger on what I liked and what I didn't like. It was just like parts where I would be like, "All right, this is too confusing now." When they and I I didn't like it at first cuz I was confused, and then it in the middle it got good, and then when they get to uh when they go to the club Silencio, yeah. I was just like, "All right, man. Fuck this shit." And then I left there and I was just like, "I just think David Lynch is just not for me." But That's I, totally fine. But I but I couldn't really stop thinking about the movie when I got home. It was like ingrained in my brain. And then I woke up the next morning and was still just like thinking about the movie and like wondering <laughs> about it. It like it like fucked with my brain. So I so I t- started doing a bunch of research about um like explanations and stuff. Yeah. As once, one does with David Lynch yeah. type shit. And once it was explained to me, I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. All right, so what's the... And I feel like I should watch the movie again. I'm not gonna right now because... watching it's five hours of your it's, life gone. It's, it's long, and it's also like... It's funny because we sat down to see it, and and Brezza was like, you're in... Well, first of all, they came out, and like when you watch movies at PFS like, an employee will kind of, like, give an introduction, and she was like, how many of you have seen the movie, and, like, some people raise their hands, it was pretty crowded for a PFS showing, and then, uh, she was like, well, if you haven't, you're, you're in for a ride, and I was like, all right, and Brez was like, it's a long-ass movie, bro, and I was like, yeah, but you know me, bro, I watch fucking Sergio Leon movies and shit, like, I'm down with long movies, he was like, this is different, he was like, this is gonna be, like, three hours where it's just, like, taxing you psychologically the entire foot you're going to be like frying your nerves for with no reprieve for three hours straight and that is like kind of what it was so i like do want to rewatch it having watched and read a bunch of explanation stuff about it but i just feel like i need to give myself a break before i do that
1: yeah absolutely so what what is the ending explained because to me mulholland drive is kind of just like nonsensical like the only thing that really has any sort of real representation to me is the bum,
0: and that's of Hollywood. Well, I did look up—I did <clears throat> see that there was an interview with David Lynch where he was like, Yeah, I'll admit that a lot of my movies, they do not have a cohesive, clear narrative. You guys are right about that. This one certainly does. This one absolutely does. And then he, apparently in one of the uh, DVD or Blu-ray oh, releases, the card. Yeah, he put, like, a thing that has, like, ten clues to understanding the movie. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah,
1: I was looking at that last night because I didn't know that existed. And I was Um, like, oh. If I need that to understand a movie, I... I don't know. It's nonsense. I like the movie. I like Mulholland Drive. It's just nonsense.
0: Well, the whole movie up until she wakes up from her... It's two different movies. Yeah, the first two-thirds of the movie is her dreaming. And then she wakes up from the dream... And understand, and you, and like, you see all these people and places and concepts from her dream that are just things from her real life that she just kind of like repurposed to make her life and her situation a little bit more bearable because she is like racked with like guilt because she put out a hit on the other chick because A, she has a, she has professional jealousy of the other chick being a successful actress and she is unable to accomplish that and b she was in love with her and got broken up with by her so like she like there's like they mentioned that like they met on the cast they met on the set of a movie where the brunette girl got the part and the blonde girl didn't And they say the name of the director, and the name of the director that they say is the director who watches her audition for the movie earlier on where, like, she does that insane reading that's insanely good and everyone thinks that she did great. And then the director is, like, said she wasn't very good and is, like, kind of portrayed as, like, incompetent. And the rest of them are all, like, side-eyeing. I'm like, this fucking guy doesn't know how to do his job. So it's, like, things like that. All these different characters and all these people, like... Or, like, she dreamed that the hitman... Was like an incompetent moron. And the explanation that I read basically interpreted that that was her way of like kind of wishfully thinking that like she had so much guilt about paying this dude to kill the other woman that she was like hoping that somehow maybe he would be incompetent and bungle the hit, which is why the movie opens up with them bungling the hit on the brunette girl. I don't know. And then, but like, I don't know. The weird bum. Behind the dumpster. The bum is the coolest part. The bum scared the shit out of me, dude.
1: Rightfully so. The bum is scary. If I saw a bum like that, I'd run away. That
0: was the... that He looked like old Greg. <laughs> he literally looked like old Greg, bro. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, you're right. Um, But yeah, so... the I guess the bum... Rep- and when we walked out... Bre- I think it was Brezza was saying that like... They say at the beginning, the guy is like, yeah, you know, it's a sc- really scary man and he's controlling everything. He's making everything happen. So you're supposed to... So like Brezza, I think, was saying that like he interpreted it as like the 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 bum guy is like some god or some sort of metaphysical being that's like controlling everything happening. But I, I, the, I didn't take it that way and the explanation I read didn't take it that way.
1: There are people that think that. It that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw a Reddit, I was looking at a Reddit thread about it.
0: Yeah. I don't necessarily know if I feel that way. I think it's more of like, he's a, he's representative. He represents Hollywood. Cause the whole movie is very like anti-Hollywood and like a commentary on Hollywood. That much I did get watching yeah. it. That much is. That's obvious. Plainly apparent. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, I
1: think it's cool. Like, <sighs> I like the movie. I like some David Lynch stuff. I'm not like a huge Twin Peaks guy. I like Blue Velvet. Eraserhead is a movie, I it, it, guess. It's barely
0: a movie. It's a piece of shit. I watched I it. hate that fucking movie.
1: I saw it when I was like 14 or 15 because it's on like, you know, uh, movies that you need to watch before you die if you like movies type shit. And uh, I was like, well, yeah,
0: I mean, I feel like when you're in high school and you start getting into like movies, you know, yeah. like you watch I had,
1: Donnie Darko. Yeah, you watch- I
0: literally was going to say Donnie Darko. <laughs> I was literally going to say, dude, I had this friend named Juan who was like the friend in our group who was like, all right, guys, we're going to start watching movies. And we, he would like come over. There'd be like four or five of us in our friend group and he would co- show up and he'd be like, all right, guys, check this one out. I found, I found, I read about this one. It's called children of men.
1: Okay, well, that movie is fucking awesome. Yeah, that movie's
0: amazing. We will watch Children of Men and be like, whoa. And then, like, he'd be like, Donnie Darko. Whoa. Whoa. Eraserhead," Head. And we whoa. were like, no, even then, we were all like, what the fuck? The two movies that I remember being like, this is bullshit, was Eraserhead Head and The Holy Mountain.
1: I've never seen Holy Mountain. Stupid movie. Uh, I watched, it was on Netflix back in the day when Netflix was fucking awesome. The Holy Mountain? No, Eraserhead. Head. Oh, okay. And that's how I watched it. And I didn't understand it at all. I didn't even care afterwards. I feel like there's, I should rewatch it. It's
0: annoying. It's just metaphysical bullshit.
1: Yeah, nothing's happening. It's stupid.
0: And it's a pointless ass it's movie. It's stupid as fuck. Uh, I don't you like know what, you know I what? don't like art movies that are just visual nonsense. I like there to be storytelling. I like movies as a as a visual storytelling medium. And if there's no narrative and there's no story. It's wasted. It's just a collage of moving images. It's just art. And I hate art. Art sucks. I don't fuck with art like that. I fuck with tales. I fuck with lore. I fuck with storytelling. I Imagery. do not fuck with art.
1: Art sucks ass. I would never go to a museum to look at art. Fuck no. You couldn't drag me. You to could an not art museum. get me to go
0: to an art museum with a gun.
1: A rifle even. A bazooka, a katana. Yeah, no, it's a blade I of mean, the immortal. Uh, okay, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Mulholland Drive. If I'm assuming that almost everyone who listens to this has seen it, if you like movies, you have probably seen one David Lynch movie. It's
0: either it's either zero stars or it's five stars, and I can't tell which one it is.
1: It's a three and a half for me. Yeah, right, I like it enough. enough. I don't care enough about what all the deep meanings could be. I think Lynch is kind of a troll and I respect that he is. He's yeah, he is a troll. It's like it, it is what it is. He's an autistic King. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it, it is what it is. I mean, I fuck with him. He's cool. Yeah. It's funny. I, as I was parking my car on the way home, I saw uh egg Harbor straight edge legend, Zach Elmer. Um, I just ran into him randomly. He was playing magic. The gathering with some fool and he was just like, stand- it was on like a side street too. It wasn't even on like South or anything and uh i was like yo and he was like hey what up and like i talked to him for a second and then he texted me um and i was like yeah i just saw him a drive and i know he like likes that shit and he was like oh what'd you think i was like i didn't i didn't understand it and he literally responded you're not supposed to it's just lit so that's a- yeah it's just nonsense
1: which is cool you can either like nonsense or you don't have to i feel like a lot of the people that listen to this are going to be like unsubscribed (laughs) (laughs) um well yeah still better
0: than uh, Dark City well yeah I'll tell you what there were parts while I was watching the movie where I was like this is very Dark City-esque was it the little guy the little guy, the, the, we, the, the like wheelchair strange guy midget in the wheelchair. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, not even that, just like the way people were acting. And I know that that's like a David Lynch thing. Is yeah. Like everyone's like autistic. In people his movies. acting like overacting and acting like weird and like un to be like unsettling and like strange. But I also, in hindsight, once you get to the end of the movie, you realize that when she wakes up from the dream, no one's acting like that. People are acting normal in the real life parts. It's only in like the, Strange fucking like it's in her dream world where everyone's like acting all like and it's funny because I mean I guess it works because as I was watching and I'm thinking like dude why the fuck is everyone acting like they're in some weird fever dream and then you're like oh this is the whole first 75% of the movie is a weird fever dream you know like I said it's two different
1: movies yeah which is kind of impressive in one right and the other I don't care yeah I like the movie. I'm not going to dissect it the way that uh, David Lynch fans think it should be. That's another thing too. I realized yesterday that people that are like diehard David Lynch fans for the most part are very annoying because they think they understand this. Like the guy, there, so there, <laughs> there was a guy mansplaining the movie to this group of women that he was
0: with. Was it get the guy in front of us? Yeah, he yeah. He dropped the bottle?
1: The, this annoying prick mansplaining the, the movie to a group of women he was with and I was like, there's nothing to explain, man.
0: It is what it is. If they like the movie, they can figure it out on their own. It's the movie equivalent to just saying things. Also, uh, at one point, he was definitely drinking some sort of glass bottle beverage, and he knocked it over at like a dead silent, tense part, and it rolled like thirty rows forward, and just was so loud. And then for some reason, there was definitely a guy behind us who <laughs> literally was just sitting next to an. It, it was like he was sitting next to an empty seat like a movie theater seat and was just grab the part that you sit on that folds up and just folding it up and down. Just wait for like an, an extended period of time.
1: Yeah. He was fucking annoying. I hope he's dead. (laughs) Same with the guy in front of us that dropped the bottle. This motherfucker was cackling. Like we were watching fucking naked gun.
0: Yeah, it was crazy, man.
1: Enough. It's not that funny. I get there's unsettling humor and uncomfortable humor. I like a lot of that shit. And there are like some comedic moments in the movie, but it ain't it ain't that deep. David Lynch is cool hair. He does have cool hair. Uh, Morrissey hair, but cooler. Yeah. Cool fella.
0: I like Naomi Watts, and I yeah. like uh, the brunette chick. Yeah, I agree. I like them. And uh, the old people midgets. The old people were weird. Um, I like the uh, I like the director character. He's the. He- All of his scenes are the best scenes
1: in the movie. Yeah, at least for me.
0: That's the coolest. Like, that's also like the most follow easily followable subplot.
1: Yeah, that he's just getting kind into that the mob is like, you
0: must cast this woman.
1: I like the cowboy. (laughs) Yeah, cowboy goes hard. If you see him uh, one time, he did good. Two times, he did bad.
0: And we do see him two more times in the movie after that. Yeah, he did bad. Yeah, well, we as the viewer did bad. Is is what the is? Oh, is that? That was part of the explanation. That there, that I didn't do bad. I just watched the movie. She did. She did bad. So she saw him two more times. Mm. But also, we did bad because it's like a commentary on like the way we consume movies and Hollywood media and like I don't know. That so part. the mistake
1: was watching the movie because yep. then we wouldn't have done bad. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, we're now. 18 minutes in, and we've only talked about Mulholland Drive, so why don't we talk about this other movie that that we're actually uh, focusing on the episode today? Yeah,
1: so today we did Blade of the Immortal. Yeah. <laughs> um, three stars, right down the middle. We watched
0: Blade of the Immortal, yeah.
1: Um, yo... I think we both gave it three. Yeah, I,
0: I gave it three. This uh, this could have been like a four, four and a half even, if, it, if the correct uh, care was taken with it. But like...
1: Did we watch the extended edition? Because No, holy we watched fuck. the
0: regular edition. So so Dan and I watched this one together. Um, and the first like 45 minutes of the movie. First hour was first awesome. First hour, we were like f- so into it. We were like, dude, this is fucking awesome. And then uh, it hit this wall in the middle. And we both at the same time were like, Yo, how much time is left on this? There has to be... Like, it's starting to feel a little slow. There has to be, like, 20 minutes left. We looked, and there was, like, an hour and 10 minutes left.
1: <laughs> I wanted to shoot myself. And we were like,
0: dude, are you fucking serious? And it really just, like... It really detracted from... Like, the the pacing... The lull in the middle fucking it up... It kind of detracts from, like... The end of the movie is fucking awesome again... But by that time, you're already, like, kind of checked out from, like, the middle being. At least it was, it was like that for us. I mean, it, we both kind of said it at the same time without talking about it previously.
1: I don't remember who brought it up, but one of us were just like, yo, I'm bored. Yeah. And that is the cardinal sin of anything. Yeah. Boredom is, like, the the death of a movie. Like, if something's bad, it can still be entertaining, you know? Yeah. If something is good, it's entertaining. Uh, this movie starts out incredible, and then about an hour in, uh, after one specific fight, the movie just we hit a wall.
0: So we and were, they introduce a bunch of characters at once. We were spe- we were speculating on why it felt that way. So to, to to give a little background on on the movie, um, to to, to contextualize, so this is based on a manga, um. It's a Japanese comic for those of you who don't know. You read it right to left. Well, this one you read left to right on at least on the, the version that I have. Huge if true, right? Um they, they That's they, gentrified they, manga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They gentrify these Japanese comic books. Um but it's based on a comic. Uh basically it's about a the, the premise is very simple. It's about a samurai who's cursed to be immortal and he can't die, and he's like bored of living, he doesn't want to exist. He's depressed, and he doesn't want to exist anymore. That's the premise of it. It it feels like with this movie, they tried to put in too many characters and too many story arcs, too many subplots, too many enemies, and it just feels like nothing got... A lot of the enemies did not really get... uh spiky hair guy never comes back yeah well, he they, lives and he does not come back these guys a lot of these enemies show up you don't really get that much information about them they fight which granted the fight scenes are cool they fight he kills them rinse and repeat and that happens a lot and at first it's like cool but it just gets really it just it it, it gets kind of it gets old and yeah. I do, and I just feel like the pacing of the movie just got fucked up by them trying to shoehorn too much stuff from the comic. And I don't know if that's like fan service because like maybe they wanted to appease fans of the comic by making all these characters show up. <coughs> but it's like, I don't know, man. Do a TV series. Do a sequel. You yeah, it have should to have been do, two movies. This is We were saying this would have been a movie that we would have really enjoyed had we watched it in two sittings. But we sat there and we powered through the whole thing.
1: I think the issue is, not having read the manga, but I feel like this is probably the issue. It tries to be too faithful and include every character that is in this arc. And it's a movie. You can only have so much runtime. Yeah. Even for a long-ass movie that's like three hours long, you can only have so much. And not enough characters get enough screen time for you to care. And characters just disappear... Some die. Some don't. Uh, I don't even know what happened to the one guy's crew. The the fake 100 killer. Yeah. They just kind of disappeared. Yeah. I don't know if they died. I don't remember. Uh, I The halfway point of the movie kind of killed this for me. Yeah, for sure. It... Is kind of unfortunate because the cinematography is awesome. There's a lot of insanely cool shots. The yeah, the fights, the fight choreography is
0: very dope. We, we so we just we're talking about what we don't like about the movie. Yeah. And we gave it a three because the pacing is. I'm just gonna be honest. The pacing is legitimately atrocious. It's really fucking bad.
1: This needed editing. This should not have been two and a half hours. This sh-
0: this could have been easily been hour 45. 45 minutes shorter than it was, and it would have been awesome. There's something going on outside. There's an ambulance here. Fuck it. They knew we watched Blade of the Immortal. Yeah, they. they we he- died of boredom. Yes. Um, and it sucks because this movie shouldn't be boring because there's so many great parts about it that we loved. Um, it just fumbles the bag. Yeah, it just fumbles it is the what bag. It is. But let's talk about what we did like about it. Let's not be fucking negative, motherfuckers. I we I like the this, acting is you good. See this stack of shirts here that's sitting here. We're going to be posy. We got a chain of strength shirt and a GB shirt and two YOT shirts. Let's 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 not let's be fellows that would have these shirts sitting here and talk and talk about the positives. Uh, child, child death. Okay. That's not where I thought we were going. Child death is cool. I like when
1: movies don't uh, hold back. Um, Like I said, the fight choreography is awesome. The acting, I thought, was, like, fine. I didn't think it was anything crazy.
0: The fight choreography is so sick. Like, some of the fight scenes... The way this movie is stylized is really fucking cool. To me, like, a samurai movie... So, you have on one end of the spectrum, you have, like, seven samurai. Yojimbo. Where it's, like, played very, very...
1: The Last Samurai.
0: Starring Tom Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. (laughs) Um, It's played very straight... There's not much stylized to it. It's just like it's just like, you know, essentially like a a period piece. And then on the other end, you have stuff like Shogun Assassin or um uh have you ever heard of that movie Punk Samurai Slashdown? I
1: have never heard of that. Okay, that's another one. I feel one. like maybe most of the audience has not heard about that yeah. either. Uh,
0: so these are like Punk Samurai Slashdown is like Another movie that's like it's a samurai movie, but it's super stylized. Um, Sukeyaki Western Django is one. You ever seen Sukiyaki Western Django?
1: Never heard of it. Okay,
0: that's an so that's another one. These are these are way on uh, totally on the other end of the spectrum from really serious samurai movies. Like classical kind of like uh Jidai Geki movies, you know? I think that this falls somewhere in the middle. It is closer to those more stylized ones. But it does fall somewhere in the middle. And I like that. Um, We were saying to bring it back to another movie that we um, watched for the pod. The characters in the villains all have almost have like a... They feel like when we watched Ricky O. And we were saying that the Ricky O characters, you could really tell it was adapted from a comic. Because they were so... Colorful and, like, larger than life and, like, ridiculous. But this was done way better than that. Yeah,
1: Ricky O is, like, so insane. That's the only word I can think of to describe it.
0: Because everything that happens is so over the top. This is, like, the character design is really cartoonish and over the top, but it's not campy. No, it feels like you're
1: watching the live action version of the manga
0: which is exactly what it is yeah
1: but like you know even to capture the the essence of that on film it's kind of hard yeah a lot of that gets lost sure especially in like not saying this is the same thing at all but like modern comic book movies don't feel like you're watching a comic at all so it's cool to see a movie that actually is like oh yeah this looks like a shot right out of the manga where uh what the hell's his name Majin? Yeah. My, and uh, Rin are talking by, like, this river. And yeah. it, they're just, like, not moving. They're standing still while talking. Yeah. And it
0: felt like a scene that could have been from the manga. Yeah, for sure. Aesthetically, this is the way you do the adaptation of, of a comic book. Like, it takes itself... It plays itself just seriously and straight enough, but it still is what it is. It accepts that it, it's based on a fucking samurai co- comic about... A, a samurai who can't die because he has blood worms that stitch him back together every time he's cut in half, you know? He's a bad samurai. Yeah. He's pretty
1: bad at killing people. You would think being alive for 50 plus years after already living for probably like
0: 35, he'd have some skill. Now he murks hella dudes. He's just like, he's just like, when he fights, he's just like sloppy and apathetic because he's depressed and doesn't care about living. And he also knows that if he gets cut in half, he's just going to live anyways. That he does. Yeah. But when he really is like taking it seriously, like when he's fighting big groups of people at once, like right after they kill his sister, he's smoking these fucking guys, bro. But I mean, I mean more so like I want to still like really emphasize that like the pacing bad and brings it down. That's not that is the wrong way to adapt a long form story like a comic book series that that's ongoing. But dude, aesthetically, visually, the way that all the characters looked, the way that it was shot, the the colors, everything, this is how you fucking adapt a comic book. A, a, a really good example of how of like a comic book adaptation that fucks itself up um, is the Iron Fist TV show. I don't know if you ever yes. watched that. Yeah. And one thing it was like, so. They didn't want to have a stunt double doing the the combat because they wanted it to be him, but he sucked at it, and that could have been remedied if they would have put the fucking Iron Fist. mask on There was on him. way more wrong with. Well, the, yeah, but the this show, is just this is just an example of I'm saying like they didn't put the fucking Iron Fist mask on him. And didn't they didn't even were, give him the suit. They didn't give him the suit because they were like he doesn't oh, even use Iron Fist. Oh, we we like we wanted to be like serious and like. It's like, yo, man. It's based on a fucking superhero comic. It's okay. Lean into it. You don't have to lean into it so much that it becomes like a fucking the crow. But like, you can lean into it j- just the right amount and hit that sweet spot. And this movie did that visually. It leaned into it perfectly. Yeah, I think I think it did too. Who
1: having was, again, not having read the manga. Who was the coolest looking villain to you? The fucking guy that gets disposed of in the first 20 minutes. The guy with two corpses sewn onto him. He does have corpses sewn onto they him. They speak. Yes. They don't they don't revisit that. Why does this motherfucker have two corpses on him that can speak? He should have been the villain. He was way cooler than the actual bad guy. Uh the actual bad guy was pretty cool. He was fine. I didn't really understand his motivation.
0: He wanted he he just wanted to basically be like. He wanted to kind of do away with the old way of teaching sword fighting and kind of be like the new, you know, head honcho of teaching sword fighting. He did not respect the old school.
1: I guess that's fine. I guess that's a decent motivation. I, I feel like
0: there should have been more. Yeah, I mean... Cause that seems like a not that big of that seems like not the best motivation for wanting to kill a whole shitload of people.
1: Yeah, it, I don't really get why, and it felt like it was going to lead to some big reveal, like, oh, this character that I killed killed my family or something, you know, some
0: some sort of like revenge. It doesn't get there. No, it doesn't. <coughs> I just like it sucks because like I said there's so much that the movie does right but it's like I mean it goes back to what we were saying about the fu- about fucking goddamn Mulholland Drive like if it's not a, st- a good story being told it's just a bunch of moving images slapped together that look cool and that's like all well and good and it's not even just about the plot because the plot is good the plot makes sense it's good until the halfway point. No, it's not, it's not even that the plot gets bad. It's that the pacing of the plot is bad. The plot, the plot is cool and makes sense. This dude is cursed to live forever. This girl's family, this little girl's family is killed. She wants revenge on her family's killers. <coughs> and she's told, hey, there's a samurai out there who is immortal. You should seek him out. He can help you get revenge. I would keep that secret. I would not want people to know that I'm immortal. Well yeah, he does. He's like an old hermit when she goes and finds him. He's living in his weird in his weird little hut. He's eating uh bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, eating fried bugs. That's kind of dope. I bet that shit's mad nutritious. Protein like a motherfucker. But keto. Yeah. <laughs> but like it has it has the plot makes sense and is good. That's a good plot. I just feel like they tried to muck it up too much with like subplots and then like Certain things that should have been given more attention being rushed, and then certain things that did not need to be there at all being stretched out for way too fucking long. It gives the, you whiplash.
1: The banjo player that becomes a good guy at the end, I don't even remember what her name is. I think they say it like once or twice. Yeah. Her That whole fight, when that fight occurs and ends, I was checked out after that. Was that was the moment
0: that we were like, I was like starting to fall asleep. I was like, dude, what is...
1: I thought we were at the end. Yeah. It felt like we were getting towards the conclusion.
0: Yeah. No, we were not.
1: And then they introduce, like, five other characters, and then all of a sudden, uh,
0: the villain's crew is just
1: all dead. There's, like, this
0: other faction who's, like, trying to get the bad guy as well. For, like, money. But then, uh,
1: like, Manji is, like, mad because they're going at, they're doing it for money and not for honor yeah. or something. I don't really, I didn't really understand that either. It's like, yeah. you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: But then the two guy, the two people in the crew kind of just like disappear. Besides the one guy who's insane that gets fucked up and he has the, the bone,
0: uh, I don't know, his wrist bones. Cool. Yeah. Well, cause he got his hand cut off earlier by Manji and then he, uh sharpened his bones down to just be like spikes that's cool yeah that's dedication to wanting to kill somebody that was like cool crazy looking stylized villain shit that I'm talking about I wish that the actual villain had something like that well he ended up being one of the it's such a weird thing too. like who the main bad guy is is very fluid this whole time because you end up hating that guy more than you hate the other guy the other guy by the end I was just like let him live who cares let him do his thing. Well, the the little girl did smoke him, so...
1: She did smoke him. She got him. her revenge. I thought for sure there was going to be... This was another thing where I was like, oh, this is definitely going to come back. Uh, one of the guys that Maji fights is immortal, like him. This is the only other immortal in the movie besides the old crone who bestows the, the worm. The blood worms onto him, yeah. And uh, he's the only other immortal person. He finds a cure, essentially, to dying... Which is like this this poison Bloodworm that he... poison, yeah. Yeah, he puts it on the sword and it makes the sword hairy. Yeah, that was, was cool looking. It was cool. It's kind of funny thinking about that. Yeah. Like, oh no, the hairy sword's gonna kill me. It's like
0: bacteria, bro. Yeah,
1: it's fine. <laughs> and uh, they, he has that. He ends up getting killed by his own sword, by Manji. And he dies. And I thought, for sure, by the end of the movie, the main villain, Anatsu, I think is his name was going to have this this thing. It feels like something that I thought should have came back. It felt rather important for a guy that can't die to have his kryptonite not come back. So the stakes for him are non-existent. Yeah. The well, stakes for Rin are the, existent. The
0: stakes for him are not non-existent because he can be beat in battle and then over time will heal. And he was trying to keep Rin, the little girl, from dying. So it's not like there were no stakes at all. Like, yeah, he can't die. So if she wasn't involved, it would be like, what the fuck are we watching here? He can't die. Like, what are, what, you know, we, we already know he's not going to die. But he could be beaten and then not be there to protect her, you know? Yeah, that that checks
1: out. And it almost ha- you know, you get the fake out where you think, oh, it's all over. And yeah. it's not. Yeah. And, uh, I don't even have any notes from the middle of the movie because I was like, I was watching it and I straight up did not take anything in. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Cause normally I'm pretty good about paying attention. And, uh, for those that don't know, my notes app is always filled with like an absurd amount of notes for movies. Yeah,
0: Dan comes in with, with, with notes way more than me.
1: And for these movies. we don't even touch on 80% of the things I write down. It's more so for me for reference. And, uh, I didn't have anything for the middle of the movie. I couldn't even... I don't even remember what happened other than the new faction got...
0: It hits a lull. And here's the thing.
1: The new faction came in and then it's just at the end all of a sudden. We keep
0: really harping on the pacing being bad. It fucked the movie up. Yeah. But I don't want to make it seem like the movie was a total waste because there... Like I said, there were so many cool parts that we did like about it. I think it's worth watching if
1: you have any interest. Just be prepared. Literally an hour in you will either go i want to keep watching or you can just skip to the last like 30 minutes and read the wikipedia synopsis and i swear to god you won't miss one fucking thing yeah i swear to god you will you might be better off making this an hour and a half endeavor rather than a two and a half hour endeavor
0: yeah it's just a shame i i feel like i would almost rather the movie just fully suck but you know it, it should have been more. Or it
1: should have been more than one movie, I should say. Because the plot is there. And looking at Wikipedia, it's fucking... This is a dissertation. My God. Yeah. That's fucking long as shit. And there's like... There's just too many characters. And it's hard to keep track. Like, obviously the characters that die are gone. That's not like anything crazy. But then like... They're just, like, quickly forgotten. Yeah. And they're not referenced other than, like, oh, our crew is dead. It's like, okay, well, you had, like, an immortal guy on your squad, and you guys didn't know this?
0: Yeah. You you guys had, like, this fellow that could talk to corpses? It was also weird that, like, it was implied that he had—the corpse guy, it was implied that he had Rin's mom— Strapped uh, like sewed he on, he did because
1: she was talking to Rin, yeah. And then, that, I thought and that then was gonna that be was a whole just thing, never
0: touched on ever again.
1: I thought he was gonna be the ultimate bad guy, and I was like, damn, that's kind of fucked up motivation to like taunt the girl whose mom is dead with like her corpse that is reanimated,
0: yeah. And he was like a weird pedo, like he loved her, yeah. It
1: was fucking weird, yeah. I he should have been the villain, he, he should have been the villain, the main villain, and uh. Shin, Shira, the fake hundred killer that ends up becoming evil.
0: Is that the one with the saw blades? Yeah, sword? yeah. He, he was cool looking. He, was he had cool. a, his sword was cool looking. I don't know. It's so weird. Like we we so often do movies on here that we pick because we love them so much. I love taking a risk because yeah. you walk away sometimes being like this was awesome, or
1: you know, like I wanted to watch this and I'm bummed it didn't reach my expectations. Yeah. This I knew I didn't even know what this was. I had no idea this was a manga until you told me about it and I was like, oh yeah, this will probably be cool. Yeah. So I was looking forward to it. Uh I'm kind of, I didn't have expectations. Like I didn't go and being like, this is going to be fucking awesome. But I went in being like, oh, this will probably be cool. And that's kind of, yeah, it, was what cool. it that's what it ended up. Yeah, cool. like, oh, yeah, it was cool. It, it was, was like, cool parts. Yeah.
0: It was a good movie to watch on a Saturday afternoon in the winter. Yeah. If it, I watch, if I, if I watch this. So here's another thing. Do you think if we watched it in the theater, it would have been different because we would have been sort of forced to be more engaged? I would have checked out. You
1: think so? I think I wouldn't have checked my phone or anything like that, but I think I would have just gotten to the point where it's like, all right, this is the 20th character you've introduced. Why should I care about this character that is going to be murdered in approximately five minutes? Yeah, And that obviously with a manga, you can have a whole book dedicated to one fight and you learn about this one character's backstory that is fighting Manji and you know, just how other mangas and anime work, you know, you can have like episodes filled with like exposition. You can't really do that within the, the constraints of a, a movie. Yeah. Uh, unless you're going to make this like a three and a half, four hour endeavor, like the fucking
0: justice league Sn- Snyder cut. Restore the Snyder verse. It's coming back. We gotta restore the Mika verse, the Takashi Mika verse.
1: Ichi the Killer meets uh, <laughs> meets the audition, meets uh, Manji. I, I don't know. It's it's so weird when something is so. It's such a bizarre thing when something is so faithful that it doesn't work. Yeah. Because normally, when something is more faithful, I'm like, let's go. I'm in.
0: Yeah, it's such a weird double-edged sword because there's so many times when we criticize these, especially these comic book adaptation movies, where we're just like, why, why didn't you just do, why did you make this stupid decision to change this? It's all right there. It's so, it's all right there, like, to draw and, like, to draw from. And this time, it's like, yeah, like you said, this is one instance where they should have made some editorial decisions to omit some things. Or made a, a short series. You know why?
1: You know what I was thinking about the whole time I was watching this. There were a lot of parts that reminded me of Samurai Champloo. Mm-hmm. There was like the one part where like there's like the women sitting behind the the wooden bars. Yeah, and it reminded me of the episode where like they they stumble upon like the brothel.
0: God, how good is Samurai Champloo?
1: It's incredible. But like the reason why that is awesome is because there are multiple episodes. It's like what a twenty-four episode series. Yeah. And you get all the development you need. Yeah. You get all the exposition. You get everything that the characters need to serve the plot. And here I felt like the plot was kind of like flimsy already on its own. And the characters looking cool is, you know, that is a positive, but I want the characters to be cool overall. Yeah. You know, you get the spiky hair guy who, I don't even know if they say his name. They they just say his name.
0: Is, Cause Manji calls him Spiky And then at the end After he kill After he like murks him and he's walking away He turns around And he's like What's your name by the way And the guy's just like It's literally just like Some regular ass name Yeah And then he's just like Alright And then he just walks away And it's just like Well that was weird So
1: this guy lives And he gives the backstory As to why Manji's sister dies In the beginning of the movie And I was like Oh damn That's crazy I wonder how he knew that And you don't really You don't know why He knows that you know, it was fifty years ago. There's no reason that this like twenty year old kid should know that. Yeah. Like and you find out why, and I was like, Oh, the reasoning is like kind of fucked up. Like, that's cool. And then he lives, he's bandaged up, and he tells the their boss, Inatsu,
0: that he's immortal, and then he disappears. He doesn't yeah, even die. Like, he's what? just he's just gone. <laughs> Uh, one thing that's really cool, too, that I did want to mention, I love that the whole first part of the movie is in black and white until the second that those bloodworms come in and make him immortal. And as the bloodworms are taking hold, it fades from black and white into color. I thought that was a pretty cool thing.
1: I kind of wish the movie was in black and white, but the moment it turned into color, I was like, oh, that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well, also, it being in color kind of, like, helps exaggerate these really ridiculous like over-the-top larger-than-life comic book characters you know them being like all colorful and shit also some of the coolest things in this movie visually are the blood stuff that goes on so
1: yeah at the end of the movie there's, like, a fucking river of blood, and the characters are sliding in it and, like, yeah. slipping. Like,
0: that was fucking cool. Dude, when he uh, when he fucking knocks the dude off down the waterfall, and he just hits the rock and literally, explo- like, vaporizes into blood mist. That was incredible. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. You
1: know what would have made this movie, I think, feel a lot more organic? Is if it started after Rin and Maji had met up, and they're talking, like... You know, they're all, she's already like, oh, I, you know, maybe it starts with like a monologue from her being like, my father was killed, my mother was killed, I enlisted the help of this alleged immortal samurai, and then like, you think it's like, oh, maybe he's not, you know, and then you see the fight, and then little by little, he like, gives some backstory, you get some flashbacks, and it just keeps things moving. Yeah. I think that could have definitely cut down like, 30 minutes at least. Yeah. And serve the movie better. But I get why they... they, The beginning of the movie is awesome. Especially the first 20 minutes when it's in black and white. Yeah. It's just so... the. It's been a long time since I've seen a movie with a wall like that. Yeah.
0: It, it, it felt so sudden too. It's not like I started to get a little antsy. It was like you. I was digging the movie until I wasn't. And then I really wasn't. And it sucks because... It, come, it does come back around.
1: It takes a long time the to come back is, around. The
0: ending is fucking awesome. But by the time it gets there, you're just like, we were just both checked out. And it sucks because that whole ending fight scene, starting with everything from where uh, Manji and Rin and the bad guy are confronted by like all the government guys and they're fighting like hundreds of dudes and then the dude with his hand cut off sneaks away with Rin and then Manji goes to get him. Knocks him off the waterfall and then he comes back to confront the main bad guy and they're fucking fighting with the river of blood flowing And there's like they're fighting in like a battlefield strewn with like hundreds of corpses It's just so fucking sick That whole last like probably 20 minutes is incredible might, Maybe might be the whole last half hour But it's just like dude that like 45 minute stretch before you get there is it's, it's brutal. Just, it sucks. It sucks the whole just like will to care about the movie right out of your brain. I, uh
1: you know what? I don't get either. There's some things that like maybe they're elaborated on in the manga. But here I was like, huh? So the Anatsu is trying to rewrite the samurai code, I guess, to whatever he sees fit. Okay, sure. Uh He meets with the guy to take over his temple and he's like, sure. Yeah, you can have it. Let me go talk to my boss real quick. He comes back and he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have it. And then I guess he sold him out. I'm still kind of unclear about that. Yeah, that part was just like strange to me. He sold him out so the government shows up. And I was like, wait a minute. Shouldn't they have shown up like halfway through then? Because... He's in, he's chilling in that temple for a long time. Yeah. Not training anybody. Mind you, there was no training that. Occurs. Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> I feel like, I feel like both of us were kind of just like, like towards the end, we're kind of just like, hold up. what what's going on now? What, what is happening here? And I do kind of feel like the, the plot's probably not very hard. To, I mean, we just watched fucking Mulholland drive previously, It's not very hard to follow. It's just like we were just having a hard time staying engaged.
1: I think the the government showing up at the end, I was like, another thing too is like, this would have been cooler if they showed up halfway through or right before everybody got there. And then there was like a three way fight between Manji, Shira, and Inatsu. Yeah. Maybe that could have been cooler. I don't really know. I don't know how it goes in the manga either. I do like that the guy that sold out and not to just commits Harry Carry. Yeah, I was like, oh, yay! Yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, but there's always one.
0: Yeah, there is. Um, have you ever seen any other Takashi Miké movies?
1: The audition. That's
0: it. Um, I would recommend seeing Thirteen Assassin. Thirteen Assassins is fucking awesome.
1: It's on the list. Let me tell
0: you. It's so fucking good. It's on it's the a list.
1: Ichi the Killer is on the list. Uh, Blade of the Immortal is off the list.
0: It's off the list.
1: I don't know if I'll ever watch this again.
0: Yeah, I probably won't.
1: Maybe I'll read the manga. I feel like I'll
0: maybe enjoy that more. I got the first one if you want to borrow it.
1: I'm still reading Berserk, man. Yeah. It's taking fucking forever. I just want to be done with it and read something else this at is this, a, point. This, is a, this
0: is a comic that people love, dude. People love Blade of, the, Blade of the Immortal. They put it up there with like Berserk, Blade of the Immortal... Vagabond, um, Lone Wolf, and Cub for like old school ass fucking Japanese comics. Speaking of old school Japanese comics, I'm almost done with Akira.
1: Maybe the oldest school.
0: I am so hooked on it. I can't remember the last time I liked a comic. When are
1: you going to watch the movie? I know Um, we have it coming up.
0: Honestly, as soon as I'm done reading it, I'm going to watch it.
1: All right. I I can't watch
0: it now. It had this weird thing where I started reading Akira and. I was like a little bit into the first volume and I was like, damn, this makes me want to watch the movie again. And then I talked to Josh, shout out Josh, the the third dude. And uh, Josh was like, no, Josh and Carter both are like, wait until you at least finish the first three, because that's what comprises the movie. Yep. That's true. Um, but the book, the the whole thing is six books. So I finished the first three and I was like, well, I'll just finish all six and then I'll go read it. So, um, Akira go boom. Yeah. Damn, well, we, we're getting distracted even. We can't stay on top of even talking about the
1: What's fighting. your favorite scene in the movie? Um, final fight?
0: Yeah, the final fight
1: was awesome. Final fight and the opening fight for me. I'm going to put both of those up there since the movie felt like it was two different entities. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say the beginning fight was awesome. And the fi- the final fight with the Natsu. The, fight, yeah. the final fight with uh, Shira is kind of like... It happens so fast. Yeah, it does. He just
0: pushes him. Yeah.
1: And then he's hanging on to a branch and then he cuts the branch. And then, the, and then, he, then he, just, he fucking explodes and that's cool.
0: vaporized instantly. You think that could happen in real life?
1: Let's find out. ZTP. God. Hang on to a branch for us, my boy. Shout out ZTP.
0: He's a listener of the pod.
1: Thank God. We need at least one. One what? Listener. Oh, yeah. The metrics aren't looking so yeah. high. We applied for a Manscaped ad and we got turned down. Holy
0: shit. We should actually apply for a Manscaped ad. Athletic. Lord knows we need it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, man, uh, overall, this was pretty good. Uh, it's worth it, watching. It was ultimately a movie that fell short of its potential because of the pacing issues. Looked great, cool characters, awesome combat, but... Obviously, don't let our
1: opinion sway how you feel.
0: Yeah, if you like it, tell us. Tell us, us you know. like it.
1: Tell us we're stupid as fuck. Yeah. Be like, you fucking idiots, this is why this happens, and I'll be like... Damn, my bad.
0: Yeah, I walked out of Mulholland Drive ready to fucking shoot David Lynch in the head. And then uh, I I read some uh, stuff and watched some YouTube videos explaining the movie. And I was like, oh, it's pretty good. I'm just too stupid to understand it by myself. I need some help. Maybe maybe we just need some help. We just need some PhDs. Yeah.
1: Pretty hefty dudes. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, well. um, Next week. What do we got? Let me pull up the schedule. Oh, we're coming to Christmas movies.
0: We got one before we get to Christmas movies. Right? I mean, this is kind
1: of a Christmas movie. Which one? Batman 89.
0: No, Batman Returns is the Christmas one.
1: Oh. Is Batman 89 the one with Danny DeVito? No, that's that... that's Batman Returns. Okay. I straight up don't remember what happens in 89 then.
0: I've seen 89 so many fucking times. Is it Val Kilmer? No, it's uh, it's fucking uh, Michael Keaton. Okay. It's Michael Keaton. It's the first one. Well, I mean, you're laughing at my part? <laughs> yeah. No, the first one is the one with fucking uh Burt Ward and uh Adam West. Yeah. Which I watched that one religiously as a kid also, but
1: Jack Nicholson's Joker goes kind of hard.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll talk about all that. Yeah, we'll We'll get talk there. about Batman '89. Um I'm excited. It's been a while for me. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a weird it's a really weird movie. And, it's Tim Burton, right? Yeah, it's a really weird but cool movie that has a really weird, uh, but important place in pop culture that we'll talk about a lot. Yeah, you know,
1: I think we're both on the same page with that, so we'll get we'll get there next. Yeah, week. yeah, I'm excited to watch it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I um, hope the anything, audience is anything exciting. else you want to shout out.
1: Um, I think it's been announced at this point, probably. Warren's going on tour before FYA. If you're on the East Coast, come to a show. Tell me you like dudes doing movies. Tell me you hate the podcast. Just talk about movies. I'm down. We can talk about music. We can talk about uh, good coffee in your area. So we will be on tour. Check Instagram, From Within, Warren Hardcore.
0: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of From Within, um, the uh, web series that me and Carter are doing together uh, sh- I don't know how many episodes will be up by this point, but at least one or two, I would I would think. Um, where it went. Uh, it's basically this, but instead of uh, me and Dan, it's me and Carter. And instead of talking about movies, we're talking about fanzines. Um, and uh, there's a video component, so you got to watch it instead of listening to it. But yeah. You can't
1: be on work and YouTube at the same time. Why not? You can't be on YouTube and driving your car at the same time. Why not? You gotta pay full attention. No. Hardcore zines deserve attention. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not saying because you can't. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, saying yeah. The, the content deserves yeah, I the gotcha, attention. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. All right. Um, yeah. Uh thanks again. Um final any final thoughts? Did we do final thoughts already? Uh Swords know. are cool. Yeah, swords are cool. That's
1: all I got. Swords are cool. I like swords with that kind of look like saws. Yeah. I think that's dope. Watch it's probably Lady very practical. Watch Mulholland drive. Watch
0: Tell Mulholland us if you drive. understand it.
1: Watch Blue Velvet. Watch The Last Samurai featuring Tom Cruise. (laughs) That movie's good. All right.